Surfers Radio. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I am your host, Jacob O'Neill, and as always, I'm joined by my friend Cameron. Hey. And more of the Word First crew, Marissa and Alan. Hi. Hey. What's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> Nothing Sorry, much. The applause. That's the right. Applause sound we'll have, effect. We'll have the applause kit in. We got, we, we've talked about that for several episodes. We just got to go ahead and do it. Guys, where are we right now? We're, I don't know. Okay. I actually don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. It's beautiful and it's cold. Yeah. But we are somewhere in between Oslo and where the and Hoth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, where they film Star Wars. <laughs> we are yes. Roke. We are in Roke. I believe uh, that's true. I don't I don't know what that really They just told means. us I don't what know stop what this is. was too. We're on the train. We're we on the train. We just passed Okay. Don't know if that tells you anything. Mm-hmm. We're on, uh, so as we scramble to find on our phones where we are in the world, um, we're actually on the train that connects Bergen to Oslo. Yeah. And we've been, it's kind of a thing we've been dreaming about for a couple years to do, take this dra- uh, train in the daytime. But we're coming home on the train from Bergen and Skeptics Week in Bergen more specifically. Yeah. Um, so if you hear some noise in the background, listeners, like someone laughing in the cabin next to us oh, yeah. or some uh, loud noises in the hallway, um, please bear with us because we're doing this live yeah. on the train. Yeah, we have, uh, yeah. Oh, there's some. I don't know if we'll be able to. <laughs> we'll, see if it gets, we'll see if it gets picked up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, so we're coming home from Bergen, um, from Skeptics Week in Bergen, which was pretty awesome. It was um, great. Why, uh, Cam, how about you uh, just help us get started real quick? Why did we, uh, we spent a whole week in Bergen. Yeah. Why did we do that? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so we've mentioned on the podcast before, and we've mentioned, uh, you know, while we were, while we were getting ready to come to Norway and what th- this event, that going to Skeptics Week in Bergen, what that was and what it meant. So we work, um, from time to time, we are, we work with and are invited to participate with uh, Logath, uh, a Norwegian Christian student ministry. And this is one of those events. And this one is especially dear to our hearts because it was during short-term trips here that got really um, sort of changed the course of our lives. And so we have a very tender spot in our heart for for this exact event. And Skeptics Week is, uh, overall, it's the same idea and, uh, that they do in Bergen as we've done in Oslo. But it's a Christian student union and... Mm-hmm. Uh, what they do is sort of make space for a week to evangelize and talk about big questions. And there are events in the evening that are generally apologetic in nature. But I think that um, as I talked with people this week, it's like it's less common than you would think for Norwegians to investigate these things together or even take seriously that Christianity might be true. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, I think the best way I've heard Skeptics Week explained is like this. It's an opportunity to make some space where you don't feel like um, you're having religion sort of force fed to you, but we can maybe seriously and and in a meaningful way discuss whether the central claims of Christianity are true. So something like that. And we've yeah. been here all week. So it's a seven, a six to seven hour, depending on which way you're going, train ride to Bergen. Yep. And uh, we've been there for for a week, and now we are a few hours from home. Yeah, very, very cool. Thanks for that, Cam. Yeah. So I think if you dig into the history of Word First Radio, you can kind of find me and Cameron's um, perspectives of what something like Bergen means to us and how visiting Norway has kind of changed our lives. But I want to go ahead and hand the mic over 
to Alan in Motown. Uh, Alan, how about we go ahead and start with you? When was your first time in Bergen, actually? Uh, it was going to be the... 2019. 2019, yeah. Was it? Uh, or was February. it 2020? Oh, 2020. Sorry, 2019 was okay, Motown's okay. first time. Yeah. We've been telling mm -hmm. people 2018 all week, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not 2019 either. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. okay, you were here in uh, 2020. 2020 for the, uh, yeah. the second time that... Um, the team got invited invited to be here for Skeptics Week. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, super cool. And what was that trip like uh, for you coming out here? That was your first time. Was that like your first missions trip like ever? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. What was that like? It was very interesting. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I'd never left the states before that, so mm -hmm. it was an awesome opportunity to be able to explore and travel a little bit. But then, as well as see new things and um, meet new people. And yeah, so definitely something out of my comfort zone, not something that I mm -hmm. normally uh, would do on my everyday basis. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember being a California boy stepping out of that airport in Norway in February for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I remember uh, there was like a Wednesday this week or whatever day was like super rainy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's the Bergen I, yep. the Bergen I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really cool. Has it gotten a little easier? So, you know, you talked about the first time you hear out of your comfort zone. Has it gotten any easier at all? It's totally okay if it hasn't, because I know um, this stuff is uh, taxing. No, no, not really. Okay. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> probably about the same. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Really, really cool. Awesome. Well, we'll get into that and get into uh, your experience actually being out in the stand and talking to students. Motown, how about you share with us what... Uh, the, the first time you were in Bergen, as we just clarified, was in 2019. Uh, what was that like for you? Um life-changing I guess to say the least yeah. <laughs> oh wow okay. uh, that's where I first felt my call um, from God to to come to Norway and um, it I mean in, if you're a donor you probably have heard me say this story a thousand times where um, I just walked out of the airport and I I was overwhelmed and I knew and I mean <laughs> I was full-on crying in public so that's, <laughs> that's cute um, yeah. <laughs> It's very cute. <clears throat> and uh, being back has really solidified that feeling again. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, I don't know, recharged that feeling. Mm -hmm. I feel, I mean, it's been a long week, but yeah, right. I do feel in a strange way recharged. Alan yeah. and I were talking about that last night. And we've talked about that in general, that like, what does burnout mean? And people associate burnout with being tired. And we're like, no, we're tired. Like, yeah. it was an exhausting yeah. week. Right. But that's not a complaint at all. Like, yeah, I'm not it was exhausting, out. but it was all energizing mm -hmm. and exciting. And and people, like, being burned out and not wanting to do stuff and feeling discouraged, and, like, you just right. need a break, yeah. isn't primarily uh, a matter of exhaustion or energy. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of feeling encouraged right. and valuable and significant. And I think that's, you know, as, as Alan and I had a little bros dinner last night. Mm. I couldn't take Whitney out for Valentine's yeah, Day. So I was gonna... <laughs> yeah, so for Valentine's little, Day, they had a date. Yeah. Little Valentine's Day. Little Mal. Between, between uh, being camp. Yeah. Uh, and we had talked about that, about how it's, you were definitely like whipped and it's long days and a long week, but mm -hmm. how exciting and how how significant yeah. that feels. Like if you are pouring yourself into something that matters and you're using your gifts and you feel like, um, you feel like, you mattered like mm -hmm. what you did mattered mm -hmm. and was appreciated then that just puts all all the wind in your sails yeah 
feels nice. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the first two years that we did this, uh, you know, I felt like the American foreigner, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, but since spending the last few years integrating into Norwegian society this year, um, I've felt really at home amongst the mm. Christians in Bergen, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm quite introverted and shy, and I did not feel that this week, um, mm-hmm. yeah. which is so weird. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> of course, of course. That's super cool to hear. Um, speaking of that, speaking of how, like, especially being here the first time, it felt like, you know, hey, fish out of water. It's a new experience <laughs> in a new culture for the very first time. Uh, I want to maybe some of us to talk about some of our language wins this week because being in Bergen speaking Norwegian is a whole other animal Mm -hmm. than it is learning and speaking Norwegian in Oslo. Why is that? It's it's what we've talked about a little bit on the show before. It's because of the dialects. Mm -hmm. And so how is how how would you describe Bergen dialect? I guess it's I don't think I'm even going to. Okay, cool. It's very (laughs) different. And so speaking Norwegian here is. uh, it's a whole other challenge. Yeah, in yeah. the West, it's okay. So maybe I'll I'll try. But yeah. <laughs> we live in Oslo, which is in the east, and the maybe like major dividing line between mm-hmm. dialects. Ugh, that's hard to say because there are so many. But there's kind of an east-west divide. It's more of a gradient, but that's kind of there's west, Vestlanda, Westland, and kind of Eastland yeah. dialect, and then in the south they speak with a different accent. Mm. And we in Bergen are kind of the northernmost part of the southern accent. So it's sort of a southern accent where they don't say there are, like you would in Spanish, where you have a rolled (laughs) sound. They say the R in the back of their throat, like a French person, and it's kind of a ra, ra, ra sound. Right, right. And so so for us, we have... As far as being from Oslo, I'm sorry, people speaking Norwegian, it's like we're the farthest quadrant away right and far as in terms of vocabulary mm-hmm. and accent as the people in bergen yeah. but bergen is the second biggest city in norway so it's also maybe the the second most maybe i don't, I don't know but it's it's a dominant dialect it's something that most people here so most people in oslo and most people in bergen they're getting along just fine but as people who have lived and learned norwegian in oslo mm-hmm. it it's exhausting <laughs> goodness gracious yeah. They're using different words, saying them all, saying them different ways, and it's hard to track. And then there were other dialects from other people there. So, like one, exa- so the word the word for week mm-hmm. is uka. So we would say if we were from Oslo, this was skepsis uka. Yeah. Um, but in Bergen, they would, they say uken. That's yeah. not too hard. Skepsis uken. Uh, we can get that. That's just a matter. That's like a gender change. <laughs> sure. We can understand that. But there are people calling it skepsis vehicle. Yeah. And we're like, what? So you can <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, and that <laughs> it can be skepsis uka, skepsis uka, and a skepsis vehicle. Yeah. And it all means the same thing. Yeah. In America, you can get there. You're, if I say, yeah. look, we say uka and they say vehicle, you're like, yeah, those sound pretty. But I mean, I don't know. Imagine if somebody was talking about yeah. a week in English instead of week, they said a voke. Yeah. Or a, <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. That's good. If the, everything except the K is different mm-hmm. than that word. So, right. Oh, we've got an uh, announcement on the train. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's and not the important Bergen dialect as well, if you guys wanted to <laughs> pick this like audio again. apart. So anyways, yeah. I've talked way too much, but that's... No, you're fine. It was, it's, a, it's a lot of... List, but you said language wins. Yeah, I so think in, the spi- win- in spite of the different dialects, what were actually some uh, nice language... Uh, I don't know. 
it was something th things that felt like successes or wins. I've got a few myself, but I mean, I'm curious if you guys think you have some. Why well, don't you, yeah, uh, I'll say something. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, I consider myself probably the slowest on the team when it comes to the language learning. Mm. Um, I feel a bit behind from everybody else, but this week I felt encouraged because it was I, I have I was able to hold conversations in Norsk mm. and. I feel like it also just legitimized people wanting to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that felt good. And I, I realized I also know more than I thought I knew. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I was able, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's re really encouraging, even though it was still hard. Um, right. I am, but I, I, I wasn't able to do that mm. in the previous years. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. I had um, I have a few myself as well. One of the main ones is to be <clears throat> was able to uh, point out different words in different dialects. Where mm -hmm. so that's a huge one. I, yeah, I mentioned or how Cam was mentioning people say different words, and I was able to understand someone the and hear them say "ka." Yeah, instead, instead of, of oh, oh yeah. yeah, so I heard that and I was pretty pretty awesome. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the Norwegian um, word for what it changes across dialects. You yeah. can say va from Oslo or ka from like the north or from Bergen. It's yeah. like oh my gosh. But yeah, and then another one is uh, actually I had with two students when we were at one of the faculties that we went to this week. Um, she was speaking Norwegian to me and I was replying in English, and they didn't even question it. They just. Yeah. They just kept going, and then I replied in English, and then they kept speaking Norwegian to me. That's super And I was cool. actually really comforted by that. And then she asked me mm -hmm. where I was from and why I was replying in English. Um, and then I told her, gave her a small explanation, and started just speaking Norwegian to her as mm -hmm. well. And they understood everything that I was saying when yeah. I was talking to them, which is really cool. And then my last one, I would say, is that everyone that I started speaking Norwegian to this week didn't automatically switch to English. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Praise and God. Was able to continue a conversation with me. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was mostly at the coffee shop, but that, for the most part, I felt really good about. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the worst one. If only they would just automatically switch to English sometimes, because mm -hmm. some people what they do is they clarify. They're like, okay, Norwegian or English or something like that. And they mm -hmm. stop it. That always yeah. makes me feel a little worse. I wish they would really. I, for I me feel worse when they just switch. When, <laughs> I, when okay. I walk up and I speak Norwegian <laughs> and they just were replying English like you should oh, yeah. be doing this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but both, <laughs> and then often we get before they even start speaking speaking to us speaking to us at all. Yeah. They'd be like English or Norwegian. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Either because of the way that we look or the way that. We they heard us talk to someone else. Right, right. So that one that's um, pretty nice as well. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I think for me, um, kind of one of my language successes this week is uh, being able to kind of ignore or not rely on the translation for the evening events so yeah. much. So I know I think Cameron just mentioned a second ago that Skeptics Week has all these evening events. We'll talk about those in a minute, but they usually are in Norwegian, and so kind of just listening to those um, and not having to rely on the translation but just kind of focusing on the speakers you know speeches and what they're trying to say I think my best one for me was there was a conversation between a Christian and a Muslim that was all in Norwegian yeah and I was sitting next to Cam and about uh, like 20 30 minutes in I was like I told Cam I was like dude I can I understand basically everything mm -hmm. they're saying and enough so that I asked a question in the Q&A like I felt like a part of the dialogue mm -hmm. um, and so that was 
pretty cool. I don't think I can't remember the last time. Yeah, that was a talk yeah, I really wanted like to make that. sure to get all of it. So um, I wanted to hear. I, I thought I'd listen to the translation of that one because I, I didn't want to miss it. Mm. And there's some uh, technical hurdles with the translation, yeah. and we eventually got it working. But it turned out that it was. I w had better success listening and understanding in Norwegian yeah. than mm -hmm. listening to and understanding the Norwegian and then the trans the mm -hmm. translation was great mm -hmm. but it was it felt pretty good to be able to uh that it was I understood it better directly listening and understanding than listening to someone's translation mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. what was happening right that was my experience too which um which surprised me yeah it was really cool awesome thank you guys for getting into those and sharing those um now what uh uh, what were the kinds of things we did this week? Um, so we um, have been involved not just in the regular, like, day-to-day -day evangelism, although we'll talk about that and kind of what the day-to-day kind of looked like doing Skeptics Week. But what were some of the kinds of things we did? So we did evangelism, and what did that kind of look like? What did we do at the different faculties we went to? Oh, yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, so this week we were at two faculties three days we were at the, the law? law school law school mm -hmm. yeah so um they pretty much just gave us the hand and or they told like, me our first morning yeah. you're the table leader go yeah <laughs> gave, all right gave us the football and run to be able to run with it so yeah. we were pretty much making waffles all week yeah for the most of the week we did the math I, what was it we made over 450 waffles nice. within those three days. If we were nice. to do another day, it would have been over 600. Boy, I'm sick of yeah. it. <laughs> and like waffles. That's just one of the faculties. There was multiple students across other faculties, but mm -hmm. this was just for us. Yeah, so six, the, around six, 450. The University of, of Bergen is mm -hmm. the 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 various schools or departments they call them faculties right. are are spread around the city a bit, right. and so yeah, so they send. A group at a time to the different to the different uh, to the different buildings, mm -hmm. and so yeah, like Alan said, we spent uh, we were out for four days uh, doing campus evangelism. The first day we were at the the first three days we were in the law school. Law, law school. school, yeah, yeah. law faculty making waffles. Yeah, Mota and I were the ones that manned the waffle stand pretty much the entire time, mm. uh, which was really nice. I mean, didn't necessarily lead to d deeper conversations, but. We were able to have conversations with other people and explore, just see different faces, different yeah. nationalities, different mm. things, and tell them why we're here and what we're doing, and yeah. even explain a little bit of our story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, last faculty that we went to was the... Oh. Was it Hovel? Hovel. Hovel. Yeah. I, don't remember, I don't remember what that stands for. I think they do <laughs> pedagogy. Was it pedagogy? Pedagogies? It was a lot yeah, of things. I, there was a I only lot know it in Norwegian. Things, I don't, yeah. Yeah. But either way, we were there just yeah. uh, serving coffee because they did not allow us to make waffles there. Right. Um, and just doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So being able to talk to people and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we'd make waffles. I say we. I didn't make many waffles. I, mm -hmm. I don't know that I made any waffles. Motown and Alan pretty well handled that. So what we do is sort of promote the evening events. So we have different talks and lectures and things in the evenings that we, that, there's like a uh, there's an open invitation for people to come and check out. Right, right. And then we also have a team of people out doing evangelism, and we do that. We we break the ice with uh, with surveys about about big questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, super cool. And then in the evening, um, I want to go ahead and just to give a shout out because I don't I don't know what they want to 
Alan and Cameron like are the super MVPs for like the evening events because they yeah. actually took care of all of the Motown. You can help me out to uh, prop them up, but they took care of all of the audio and video and uh, most most if not all of the tech stuff that they had like for the evening events. You guys took care of for them, just volunteered, which was yeah. awesome. I mean. Well, that, that's very nice of you to, mm. to say nice things. We didn't take care of all of their tech, so they had sure. whatever happened in the room. They had handled. They had. On, they did a really good job, but we brought some video and audio recording equipment mm-hmm. so that um, they can produce audio and video of the evening events. Which yeah. was just something we did kind of on a whim when we came in 2019 and 2020. Right. But in 2021, it was Corona time, and so they couldn't have their ordinary skeptics week and they were able to use footage that we had provided them with to do mm. some virtual skeptics week stuff so um we see the value in that and this year they didn't ask us to bring anything but we showed up with stuff and they really took advantage of it they seem to be really excited and they're ready to roll and put stuff on youtube and we want to get this out here and be really great to be able to to publish this stuff so yeah. so yeah alan and i you know we carried equipment on our backs and in our hands and yeah <laughs> I yeah. was thinking about this morning walking to the train that just myself probably have 300 pounds of equipment <laughs> with me. So, there, uh, yeah, I don't know how wonderful any of the footage that we got will be, but we'll yeah. we'll see and we'll yeah. give that to them and ha- so they can have the opportunity to do what they will with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm eager to see what that is because we yeah we left them with a hard drive full of stuff and yeah, almost a thousand gigabytes worth of stuff. <laughs> yeah. We. Yeah, super. I, I'm I'm just super cool that you guys did that for them because I um, can't, and uh, I'm just glad that you guys could be there to get it done for them. Yeah. And so, huge, definitely huge shout out to you guys. <laughs> super cool. Um, and so, how about we get into like some of the conversations we got to have, and some of the things we talked to people about. So we have these. Um, they're for prop. Actually, before we do that, let's get into what these evening events were all about, actually. Yeah. So we'll back up, back up another step in the conversation. What are these evening events all about? What what topics do we have this week? Who wants to talk about one? Why did you go for it? I should go for it? Yeah, so we had the first... <laughs> I totally forgot what the first topic was. Oh! oh yeah, I remember oh. now. <laughs> the first topic was... Um, it was a conversation slash debate kind of thing mm-hmm. between two Christians and two humanist atheists. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, all in Norwegian. Yeah. Uh, and it was for Norwegians, right? So it was very different dialects across the board. Yeah. So I could understand maybe two-fourths of them uh, <laughs> most of the time. But uh, that kind of conversation happened. Cam, you had a lot of thoughts about that one, uh, at least from what I remember back in Bergen. Yeah. Um, how, how was that event? The event was really good. So yeah. uh, Karjohan Schöda, the the Woo-hoo! general secretary yeah. of Laga, he gave a presentation about mm. moral duties. So the the event was called Bud Uten Gud. Yeah. And Bud is like commands or commandments. Right. So it's like to, so the the point was can can you do moral duties exist if there's no such thing as God? And I think he gave an admirable presentation on that topic. Sure. It was a half hour, 40 minutes or something. We'll see if it comes out on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. And then after that, it was a panel discussion. So he was joined by a woman called Sophia and then two uh, secular humanists, mm-hmm. and uh, a guy called Christian and a guy called uh, Dietrich. Dietrich? Yeah, I'm pretty Is sure. Is that right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And I don't have that much to say about it, except that Dietrich 
mm-hmm. was really affable and friendly and yeah. genial. And he seemed to be thoughtful and mm-hmm. respectful. And I really, I don't agree with him. And I think he's, I think he's uh, mm-hmm. dead wrong when it comes to the possibility of having um, moral duties if God's not real. Yeah. But he's the... I really appreciated him. I appreciated what he had to say. The other guy, Christian, I... I just didn't... I don't know. I, I want to find a, a kind way of criticizing because I don't want to... I don't want to criticize him. But... I just wasn't... I didn't... I wasn't... Um, wasn't taken in either by his way of present of presenting mm-hmm. or any of the things he had to say. It was right. kind of your... It was. It sounded like the new atheism, which I had. It seems to me has been falling out of fashion, and for good reason. Yeah. And it was just kind of the same new atheist lines that don't that mm-hmm. don't seem to take seriously the the weight of the problem or understand the breadth of the problem, and the response to it just is is so lacking that and mm-hmm. so I don't know uninteresting and unsatisfying. Yeah. So I, I won't. I mean, we could have a whole. We could have many episodes about about moral virtue and, and apologetics and all of that, but without saying too much. Right. And then Sophia, she was great. Mm-hmm. I I have never met her before, yeah, and the extent of my interaction with her was just putting a mic on her and then taking a mic off of her. Yeah. She was very gracious when some stranger walked up and started, like, grabbing at her torso to put a, uh, put a mic on her on her chest. That's right. Um, so no she was kind of... But she was in a really... In a non-confrontational way, she just wasn't having it. Right. And, and wasn't I really... Wasn't dealing with any other I, nonsense. Yeah, she was, wasn't dealing yeah. with any nonsense. Like, I hear what you're saying, but here's a big fat problem for that. And right. you have to address that. You can't mm-hmm. you can't wiggle out of that. And I really appreciated her yeah. her boldness, again, without being hostile. Mm-hmm. Sure. But she was, she was bold and just wasn't having any nonsense. And I... And she was... I mean, it was a, three dudes up there. It was three men, and she was sitting among them. And uh, giving them what for, I appreciated that. Yep. We're passing by something like super beautiful. Oh yeah, we everybody just to look outside. <laughs> Give us a minute. Yeah, and, yeah, and everybody's shoes and eyes. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, and I talked with Dietrich uh, after the talk. Uh, he was very gracious to do in English, um, and he. I also found him affable and charitable and mm-hmm. uh, intellectually honest. He asked me to email him so that the next time he was in Oslo. We could hang out. He was actually at Oslo Skeptics Week uh, back in October. Yeah, we he met was him then. Yeah, he was. We, that's when I first met him. He was on the panel discussion about um, oh, what was it about? It was about the meaning of life from a Christian versus an atheist perspective. Yeah, and so I talked to him about that a little bit, and uh, we had a great conversation afterwards. And I hope to continue the conversation later in Oslo. Yeah, yeah. and I appreciate that in Oslo and in Bergen. He, yeah. I think, what I appreciate about him is his, his openness. He's like, look, I just think we need more ideas. We need to oh, talk yeah. about them and, and take them seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I, I just much prefer that way of being in the world. Like, I believe that you can learn something from everybody who disagrees with you. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate just, like, intellectual openness instead of closedness. So it's like, well, no, you guys have bad ideas. And once we get rid of your ideas, then the world will be better. So. Right. Oh, yeah. That's and definitely not his approach at all. No, 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 no. I mean, he's been a... So he's not just a philosopher, but he's been a journalist for a very long time, mm-hmm. too. And so he's written about uh, these issues for 20, 30 years. And yeah. he was telling me about his history and some of the books he's written. And um, so in practice, too, he definitely has this... Um, uh, way about going, way go, of going about things that is very open and very charitable, things yeah. like that. Thank you, Cam, for going ahead and explaining that event mm-hmm. to us. Um, 
Well, how about we go to a different event? Uh, how about we do the English one, which was done by our friend Daryl Doyema. Daryl Doyema. Uh, Motown. I, I heard something you said right after this event was over. You said something like, that was like food for my brain. <laughs> so what was that talk like? What was that talk about? And what was it like for you? Listening well, to that? the title of the seminar was uh, God the Party Pooper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, which did spark some uh, interest and in conversations yeah. when we were having a, a waffle stand. People were, that's the first one that mm -hmm. people were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> about, you know? He was arguing that God is the party pooper. Yeah. And so, <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Um, but it was essentially about human freedom. Mm. And it was really interesting. Uh, huh, there's so much I can say about that. Right. But there was this kind of like uh, concept he was trying to... Um, tackle, which is that some people think that belief in God or belief in Christianity is all just about following the right rules. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, there's the argument that, you know, free will doesn't exist and that we're, what, robots? <laughs> oh, yeah, without Essentially God. Essentially robots, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, right. I'm sorry, I lost my train. No, you're fine. <laughs> I just was, I, I was just wondering uh, uh, what that event meant uh, to you just being there and hearing those things. Because remember, there's several especially some of the things that he was saying about what you just said like if god doesn't exist there is no such thing as freedom we led into maybe some of the more philosophically minded listening to this would be familiar with the words determinism mm -hmm. versus free will mm -hmm. so if we're all just um uh, if all we are are just material evolved you know with a common sense ancestor with apes um, then there's nothing immaterial about us there's no me there's no soul or anything like that all that's happening in my brain is literally the equivalent of a white ball hitting the eight ball in pool. Yeah. And if that's all that's going on in my brain, yeah. none of my decisions are rational, none of my thoughts are free, none of my actions are free, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, I think one of the big things that uh, stood out to me was his explanation about uh, freedom is required for a relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I just, I thought about that, like, if... <laughs> If I forced you to be my husband, yes. <laughs> like how how much love is there really? You know, right. right. Um, and it really emphasized just the the perfect love that we have mm. in that relationship there, right? Um, especially being given that freedom. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah. Alan raised a really good question at the end of that uh, seminar. Yeah, what was that? Uh, yeah, so one of the first questions at the end of the seminar because every at the end of every discussion we had opportunities for questions for mm -hmm. the, the panelists or the speakers and there was a first question I don't remember exactly the question that was asked but when Daryl gave his explanation there was one thing that I thought he had missed mm. and it was one word specifically that um, in the Bible says you gain an everlasting life with Jesus mm. and or eternal, one of the two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean the same thing. Right, exactly. It was, it just stuck with me, and so I I asked a question <laughs> for the people there, not because I don't know the answer to it, but for the people that were there in the audience. Right. What is the purpose of life if there is no God, mm. and what happens if we die if there is no God? And Daryl gave the answer that I thought he would, which oh, is yeah. <laughs> the, but added to it which i thought was really really clever mm -hmm. is that without no god there is no purpose yeah to life mm -hmm. and the thing that he added to that 
that really stuck with me is that the word purpose has no meaning mm. if there is no God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, we can think of things <clears throat> like scissors. Yes, they have a purpose, mm-hmm. but the purpose of your of life in total it doesn't is nothing. It's meaningless mm-hmm. without no God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this answer the second question also the same thing. Um, or actually, I think I asked what what do you think happens when we die if there is no God? Mm-hmm. And nothing. he said nothing. Like there is, if in his opinion that nothing happens right. to you, just return to the earth mm-hmm. when there is no God. So yeah. yeah, I thought it was a really important question that needed to be asked. Mm-hmm. For and no one was asking it, so I thought I had raised it. So everyone that it was in the audience that was a non-believer had the opportunity to hear that and uh, possibly mull it over in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very good. And I mean, that's a point that like really resonates with me. Uh, I actually thought about this during the last Skeptics Week, during the panel discussion about the meaning of life. And something that Dietrich said in there was like, you know, what gives my life meaning is realizing there is no meaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, there is no, there is no objective meaning. We just kind of get to make it up ourselves. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if there is no God, then there is no meaning. And if there is no meaning, I mean, uh, my problem with that and the reason why I raise it is because nobody lives that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People lives like live as if their lives do have meaning. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, there was a question that came up in that Q and A that was like, well, should we want life to have a meeting? And I, I mean, I probably understand why that person asked that question. I didn't find the question that interesting because my point was we all live as if there is a meaning to life. Yeah. We live as if our actions do have consequences, as if they fulfill like happiness or in, in utility in our lives. So we live as if there is meaning. Um, might as well just try and figure out where that comes from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what, that's my heard, point. Yeah. Uh, probably a comedian or something. I don't remember where I heard it. Mm-hmm. But someone said, I like living. You know, it's something to do. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, if we, there's no meaning and purpose. Yeah. But as long as I'm conscious, I prefer pleasure to pain. Right. And I have, I, maybe I can't even explain the source of my desires and my values and the things that I think are good or interesting, but I prefer... I prefer those to the opposite. Mm-hmm. So sure, I'll return to the return to the earth. But as long as I'm conscious, I'd like that conscious life to to be pleasant or something like that. Yeah. And um, I don't think that's satisfying. I think to your point, people generally don't live that way. And even uh, a lot often when humanists or naturalists argue about that, they say, "Well, suppose you and that they're making an argument about." creating your own meaning mm-hmm. but then they give some some really lofty thing mm-hmm. like maybe your meaning is making people's lives better and da 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 maybe right. your meaning is researching the cure for cancer and maybe there's a breakthrough right and I'm like yeah but those I mean those are still meaningless yeah. I mean, ultimately and, and William Lane Craig of course has a lot of good stuff to say about that but, yeah but uh, Daryl Doyama had a lot of great, great, great things to say about that too he really yeah, did yeah. He, he really it was great because mm-hmm. the talk was about freedom yeah God, the party pooper. And he talked about freedom being necessary for relationships. Mm-hmm. If, if naturalism or physicalism is true, then freedom is impossible. Right. And therefore relationships are impossible. And then the effect of free choice on, uh, on morality mm-hmm. and whether you can mm-hmm. live a good and moral life. And, and, and he really tied together a lot of really important themes from 
several branches of the big questions. Like, mm-hmm. he grabbed onto several branches of the big questions mm-hmm. and tied them all together with the theme of freedom. And I thought it was, I thought it was just excellent. Yeah, I, I did as well. Um, I don't know if anybody had anything else to say about that, but I, I think um, for now, that leads us to, uh, well, let's land it there for now. How about for this one? Because I I know that there's a ton more things that we have to say about the other two events and some of the conversations we have. So I think I'm going to do something really mean and let our listeners just wait for next time. (laughs) Wait for next time for uh, those stories. So you're tuning in, listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And tune in next time for some of the stories of our conversations that we had. See you again next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Word First Radio. Be sure to like, subscribe, and check us out online at wordfirst.us. Yeah! Now we're roll dogs. Roll dogs.